I think there's a huge thirst from developers to have some more people who want to consult and help them out and help steer it in a different direction, right? Yeah. I think a lot of these developers in this space in general, they're really used to VCs and, and other groups just kind of dropping in lots of money and then dumping the tokens at the end of the day, right? I think that's super unhealthy for this environment. And we're trying to change that by being really involved, you know, so much so that we're having daily calls with some of these developers. And we're really trying to help groom and prioritize and even even strategize, you know, where where they should be going to to have a bigger a uh, bigger impact. Welcome to Mission DeFi with Brad Nickel where we explore projects in decentralized finance that are innovating and driving our mission of financial freedom forward. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and review Mission DeFi and spread the word by posting a tweet to the show. All opinions expressed by Brad Nicolora's guests are their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Black Knox, Material Indicators, or any other affiliated organizations. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Brad Nicolora's guests as an inducement to make a particular investment, follow a particular strategy, or become involved with any project. A project being featured on the show is not an endorsement of that project in any way. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Now, here's Mission DeFi with Brad Nickel. I'm really excited today to have some guys from Yunt Capital, and I've been interacting with these guys quite a bit on Twitter and Discord and Telegram. We have some common projects that we're involved with, and I'm thoroughly impressed with what they're doing to kind of upset how investing happens from the kind of hybrid model of hedge fund versus venture capitalist. And I think they really embody where finance is going and how DeFi can grow. And so I'm going to have them tell us a little bit about themselves and then uh, talk to us about how Yunt Capital was formed and uh, quite, a, quite a bit of other stuff that we wanted to talk about today. So Seth, Berg, who wants to go first? I'll let Berg go first this time. Awesome. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So thanks, Brad, for having us on here. I think this is my first podcast ever. So Oh, uh, awesome. you get the honors of of hosting me and my in my beautiful voice. I, Excellent. I so, We've got the the podcast virginity is taken. <laughs> yeah. So super excited to be here. I am DeFi Berg or Berg, and I am one of the co-founders here at Young Capital. I don't have much of a, I guess, backstory. I was in the crypto world in 2017, and I, I actually started off as a miner. I had about four or, or or six GPUs that I had in the basement and I was I was mining Ethereum. And I did that for a couple of weeks and I said, man, this is stupid. And I, I sold all those GPUs. So really awful <laughs> kind of first venture into crypto. That's um, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of just was learning about it over the, over the next three years. And I don't know how this happened, but I somehow stumbled upon Alchemix and I stumbled upon the Discord. And I just saw just 
so much shit posting and 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 so many memes within that Discord that I thought it was hilarious, and it was kind of my first time, I guess, publicly messaging anonymous people online. And so I, I had my kind of avatar as 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 the fat Berg that you guys all know, and I started posting a lot of Pepe's, and lo and behold, um, I kind of connected with Seth and a bunch of other people, and. Seth can give a better kind of intro on on how Young Capital formed, but that was kind of my, I guess, you know, first first look into DeFi and 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 what the world had to offer. So you didn't know these guys at all beforehand. No, nobody. Okay, okay. I figured there was like this, you know, you guys all went to college together or something. So that's why I was curious. And from a professional perspective, are you? Can you give us a general idea of what world you live in and work in? Yeah. You know, yeah, of course. So I am a tech consultant. So I am in, I guess I can go a little bit more deeper than that. I am in the software as a service industry, which kind of narrows in on a few of the platforms, but I am a consultant that helps implement those platforms across you know, various enterprise companies. Got it. So they're buying a SaaS service and you help them implement it, set it up, exactly. get all the users set up, all that good stuff. Okay, cool. Very yep. good. All right, Seth, you're up, man. Okay. Yeah. Similar to Berg from 2017, late 2017, early 2018, walking wounded of the next <laughs> liquidation engine over the past couple of years. And then, yeah, I, I disappeared throughout most of the end of 2019, uh, 2020 and, um, you know, missed most of the DeFi run up actually, which is awesome. But yeah. And then came back at the beginning of the year. And, you know, like Berg said, we all sort of met professionally. I am an astrophysicist and applied mathematician. That's just crazy. I I work in a, uh, a hybrid uh, position of academia in industry, though not for much longer as I am officially leaving my job in November. Wow. Uh, to do this full time. Wow. That's, yeah. that's a huge <laughs> move, dude. It's it's going to be a big big change, but you know one of the reasons I got into physics and, and math in general is I like solving problems, and there's a lot of very big problems in those space in those spaces, and there's always new ones. That, you know, it never stagnates. But you you know anyone who's listening who has any experience with academia will you know be able to relate to this. Once you go far enough you get pigeonholed and it's very, very discouraged, if not forbidden for you to really move outside of your lane, right? which kind of sucks. And yeah, sure. So you better hope you, you like what you're working on. <laughs> but crypto, I, I get to play with so many interesting problems. Um, you know, it seems like every other day somebody asks a question and I go like, that's a really good question. I have no idea, but I wish I did. Let's think about it. Nice. Um, and I get to just bounce back and forth and think about things. And <laughs> nobody, nobody ever says like, Hey, did you, did you do that thing? That's, <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So I, that's, that's why I'm, I'm doing it. You know, it's of course good money, but it really, this is an incredibly intellectually stimulating space and it's, yeah, it it's really just is. so, so exciting. It is every day. I'm just, thrown by the number of new things that are entering my brain that there is no space left for. So it's, it's incredible. And I completely understand you taking that move. I have a girlfriend. Okay. Um, I don't have <laughs> any, any family beyond that. Um, so you can so, get away with it. Yeah, I, I can get a, get away with it. She's actually 
she's been incredibly supportive. It was a, a little bit rough near the beginning of Yunt Capital. And it's like, you know, like, hey, I formed a group of people. We call ourselves Yunts. And she's like, you know, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're, you're an idiot. And this that sounds like my wife. Funny. But she's she's been really understanding about watching us grow and, and realizing that, that we're building something here. Yeah. Um, so I'm really, really thankful for that. Yeah, and I think the building something is like really important for people to understand because you guys obviously from a public perspective are out there having a lot of fun, you're joking around, but once you start climbing into the content you guys are creating and and the projects you're involved with, it's obvious that you're also incredibly serious about what you're doing. And I think I think that's a, an interesting balance and I also think it's something that is another break from the norms of kind of what the investment world is like. And so mm -hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to climb into that a bit about how Yunt came about. What are there, 18 people uh, in the group? Yes. 17. Yep. Yeah. Those oh, the 17. Fired. Okay. It's 18 because none of us can ever remember. Okay. Okay. So, so here's my premise, right? I, I think that everything we're doing breaks venture capital forever except for like, you know, maybe in the medical field or, but in, in the startup, in the tech world and finance, I think that what we're doing breaks that. I also think it breaks traditional kind of hedge fund models because I don't think there's going to be much separation between what those traditional models were. You guys can agree, disagree with me, by the way, it's, it's fine. And I think it's also changing culturally how things, how, how entities function. And then obviously structurally how these entities function. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on what you are actually building. Like if somebody, if somebody that's not in DeFi asked you what the hell is young capital, how would you describe it to them? I guess, I guess I'll go first. And <laughs> I, well, it, to be totally honest with you, I wouldn't, I, I keep this very close to the, sure. To my, sure. I don't tell anyone about this, but you know, I, I think we're just trying to be involved that, you know, er, everyone here posting on Twitter and taking trades and making investments and buying NFTs is involved in the crypto space. And I think, you know, everyone at an individual level wishes that they could be more involved, whether it's, you know, building or just learning more or, or having more inside alpha, you know, whatever it is. And I, I think, you know, probably most of us have had a moment when, or two, when we've been looking at a project or talking to people involved in projects and just thinking, you know, like, this is really cool, but, you know, you guys could probably do this better, or I really wish you hadn't have done this, or did you think about this? And, what we're building here is sort of a, a way for us to be able to take that stance and have people listen to us, which is, you know, I guess at some level, you know, fairly egotistical to think that, you know, from the start that we have opinions worth, you know, sort of imparting on other people. But, you know, I, I think, I think we do. I think we've proven ourselves on that front. Well, yeah, nobody gets anywhere in terms of leading something or driving something or protecting their own interests and incentives without feeling like you're confident in your ability to do that. Right. So mm -hmm. that's I think that's true of any initiative. Yeah. And I think um, 
you know, to go off of South's point here, I, I think there's a huge thirst from developers to have some more people who want to consult and help them out and help and help steer it in a different direction, right? Yeah. I think a lot of these developers in this space in general, they're really used to VCs and, and, and other groups just kind of dropping in lots of money and then and then dumping the tokens at the end of the day. Sure. Right. And so I think that's super unhealthy for this for this environment. And we're trying to change that by being really involved, you know, so much so that we're having daily calls with some of these developers. And we're really trying to help groom and prioritize and even even strategize, you know, where where they should be going to to have a bigger a uh, bigger impact. That's awesome. And I think that's just kind of a continuation of I mean, if you look at DeFi, if you look at people building Legos that are cross integrated and creating other financial products, I think it's a natural extension of kind of that mode of operation that we're all kind of embracing anyway. I'm sure they appreciate it because I've dealt with a lot of developer based startups in my career and many or most of them needed some guidance strategically. Mm -hmm. So I, I think mm -hmm. it makes total sense. So you guys are all doing your own thing. Berg, you're kind of like coming to check out DeFi after your mining disaster. And, and Seth, you, I guess you're already <laughs> kind of starting in January to dabble. How did Yunt and 17 people, you know? Shit posting is, is the real <laughs> answer. Um, we never set out to certainly, you know, like I, I'm, I'm the one who eventually, you know, gathered everyone together. But, you know, like I, as I, you know, sort of said in my intro, you know, I'm from academia. I have no experience in the traditional financial world. I have no management experience. I, I don't do business. I don't understand how my 401k works. You know, <laughs> I, I'm awesome. certainly never set out to do this. But yeah, we, we were just, you know, a bunch of people in the off topic channel of the Alchemix Discord, you know, in like the beginning, middle of February ish. And, you know, it was sparsely populated back then. It was a newer, newer project. I think maybe, maybe towards the end of February, let's call it. And, and yeah, everyone there was interested in the project and invested in it. And, uh, you know, the off topic channel was basically where we got shoved because we kept messing up the general chat. Um, with memes and general, yeah, shit posting, and so you know the only people who stuck around in that channel were were basically us and, and a couple of other people, and it was just, you know, it, it was just a fun place to be. Lots of frogs, lots of memes, lots of expectations about some weird project called Chain Binders. Uh, it's <laughs> uh, um, I remember that. Yep. <laughs> So, oh my God. so you guys formed an investment group by shit posting attrition and being pushed off into the off topic channel. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it even went like a step further than that, Brad, where we were kind of pushed off into our own discord. And then I just decided to make a Twitter account called gun capital. And it, it, it just, <laughs> I, it just was crazy, man. Like it, it was almost like we just kept shit posting. and kept getting somewhere. Right. It was like we were falling forward. And and yet and yet yeah. here we are, right? We've kind of morphed into this group of just random DGens into I feel like, you know, a, a, a very serious advisement and, and investing group now. Nice. I, I will give a little bit more background just really quick, you know, because Berg mentioned we went off into our own Discord. That was actually a, a pretty hilarious night. We had just bought into some really 
truly awful NFT profile picture project, you know, and this was, you know, months ago, right? So of course it went absolutely nowhere. And and we had just been, you know, talking about it all night, like how much, how annoyed we were and whatever. And I don't want to trying to think of how much I want to say because I don't want to be too insulting. But (laughs) suffice it to say, the off-topic channel wasn't a place where we could speak freely about how much we did not this NFT project. Right, right. So I just spun up the Discord and invited, you know, everyone that I really enjoyed talking to or thought had something to offer. And, and, you know, we had come up with Yunt uh, a few weeks before I said I was going to shunt some money into something and and Rogue Itachi had no had never heard the word Yunt and he was like oh so it's like fancy yeeting and yeah so yeet and shunt became Yunt and it was just such a funny word it stuck and we like immediately just made up these really crappy MS Paint a sort of Yunt capital pictures and everything and started changing our usernames to like like Yunt CMO, Yunt CEO, <laughs> Yunt janitor. Berg was HR. It was, just, it was just a complete and total LARP. And let's be clear about that. We absolutely started 100% LARPing. And yeah, after a couple of weeks in the Discord, you know, I talked to a couple of the guys on the side and, and basically said, like, should we, should we try this? And they were like, yeah. So, you know, I, I started gathering people up and saying, you know, you know, let's, let's do this for real. Let's, let's try it. If you don't want to, you know, no pressure, there's the door, but I think we're going to do it. Wow. That's amazing. That's yeah. It's crazy how things like this get started, you know, uh, especially, I mean, especially, I mean, this is like pretty out there from the perspective of creating something that you guys are now investing together. And then, you know, you're actually out there creating content and trying to make projects better. When you structured this thing, is the idea and structure, and you can tell me if you, what you're comfortable with disclosing and not disclosing, but did you do this where everyone is putting funds into one pot and then voting on projects? Or is this still something where you form together, you're working together, but investments are still by individuals or groups of folks on the team that they make their own separate decisions. So I I had expected it to be the first and I'd sort of gone into this thinking that it would be that way and really sort of pushed that early on and had to, you know, have it explained to me that, you know, we have a very diverse group of, of yunts with you know, wide variety of backgrounds and a wide variety of investment cap. And the, tr- the truth is, is that, you know, we couldn't do the everyone pays in and invest. But, you know, we didn't want to do something like, you know, kicking people out because they didn't have enough money or sure. something like that. Because, you know, everyone has, everyone in Young Capital contributes in some way, whether it be content creation, running the podcast, bringing in projects, networking, community organization, tokenomics, everything. We, you know, and there's a lot of overlap, but nobody has a free ride. And n- there's not a single member of Young Capital who's there just to provide money. Right. Um, if we can't fund a project, we can't fund a project. And that's that. So what we do is we decided to basically investments would be you know, on a personal level, if if we get a project together and we present it to the group and people want to buy in and there's enough people that we can meet the minimum requirement or more, uh, we do so. And anyone who can't or doesn't want to, you know, that's that's their choice. 
That's good. I think that makes a lot of sense. And, and, you know, I, I'm assuming you guys kind of have a method on the discord server or whatever of communicating and saying, Hey, here's what I've got in front of us. Give me your feedback. I mean, is that how it works? One of you mm -hmm. brings something to the table and throws it out there and everybody says, Oh, that's crap or whatever. And is that your process? Yeah, we actually, we will create separate discord channels, right? For set opportunity. Okay. Someone will bring something, say, Hey, look, I talked to blah, blah, blah. And here's a white paper and here's some information. And we all kind of, you know, all 17 of us will take a take a deep dive on it and then we'll get on phone calls together and and uh, talk through it. So that's kind of how we kind of weed out the crap and figure out which ones we want to actually, you know, create a sign up sheet for and 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 allocate X amount of money. Okay. And so then the allocation you guys then pool together and then invest to buy the tokens, say in a private sale or whatever at that point. Correct. Okay. Yeah. For for those who you know choose to buy in, you know, and how, there's no obligation. How do you keep track of everything? Mission DeFi is sponsored by Material Indicators. Material Indicators brings science to investing and helps investors make more informed and smarter trading decisions. Their powerful community of thousands of experienced investors is free to join and is available to anyone that wants to learn more about trading crypto successfully. Visit their website at materialindicators.com. That's materialindicators.com or join their community on Telegram by searching for Material Indicators. Google Google Sheets and PDF. <laughs> we do version control stuff. Um, okay. That's sort of our, you know, backstop. So. Do you feel like Yunt Capital overall has kind of an investment thesis in kind of the types of projects? I mean, you guys are in in NFTs, you're in obviously a number of different DeFi projects. Do you do you feel like it's kind of forming into kind of, okay, after a bit of time, we're learning that these are the kinds of things that are gonna work in the group and and you can kind of filter things out before they even get to them. So we're we're working on being better at that. That's something I've been actually pushing the guys to, to practice with just being a bit better at attrition. So we're working on that. But what I think we all are aligned on is that it comes down a lot to the people we'll be working with because, you know, as you've referenced, we don't just drop money and run. You know, we work with projects, we, you know, advise, we consult on tokenomics, we, we put out content where, you know, it's warranted. And so, yeah, we judge a lot on, you know, how well we think we would work with the team and that, you know, then we can sort of bet on the developers, we can bet on the idea. And there, there's a couple layers there. And I will say, you know, we don't have a general thesis where we say we want to target A, B, C, or D, but we definitely know what we don't want when we see it. And that's pretty quick. Mm -hmm. That's good. That I, And I'm sure that's just going to keep getting more and more refined as you go along and, and you kind of understand. And each of you will say, okay, well, I know that these eight guys are going to be into this one. So I'll pitch it because we have enough people that will probably be into it. And you'll get kind of used to all that, I'm sure. So, yeah, that's exactly it. So we, I mean, we kind of rely on, you know, 17 of us to come up with some sort of conclusive direction, right? Like right. sometimes I, I, I can't be in the weeds on certain opportunities because I'm doing something else. So I have to rely on the rest of the team to say, hey, this is something that we should go forward with or, eh, you know, I... We think that we shouldn't pursue this, right? Yeah. How many deals have you guys done since forming Yunt? Do you know? Well, so 
you know, a lot, a lot of stuff is still behind the scenes and being signed and finalized. So I don't want to okay. too, too much detail where we can't, but I think I'm right in saying we have about seven either done or in the process of being finalized. Nice. I think nice. that's right. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Bert? Yeah, I was going to say closer to 10, but yeah, I, I think, I think seven or 10, right? That's great. It's around there. Yep. So all the content you guys are putting out, and I'm assuming you're building reputation with developers that you're advising and guiding. You are you finding that that's really helping with with your deal flow? That you're that you're really starting to see things come in to individual members or to the group as a whole. Oh man, yeah, I, I would say that is the bread and butter right now of Young Capital. It is the podcast that Rogue puts on, which is absolutely absolutely fantastic and gets so much engagement from both Twitter and just from a play perspective. Nice. Also, you know, we try to do a, a, a pipeline review of all of our content, whether that be a Twitter thread or a Medium article. And we've really just seen really nice organic growth month to month on the article the articles that, that we're putting out. So I, I would say that is for sure how we are starting to kind of spread young capital throughout the various crypto spheres. I want to really quickly just give a shout out to, you know, most of the most of young capital, um, especially a couple of people, Meta Regular and Zero X BW, as well as Berg, and you know there's there's a couple other guys, but I really want to really want to highlight them right now. I am constantly floored um, by just people coming in and saying, you know, these guys are you know doing such a good job building community, or you know we really trust these guys. Well, I want you to meet this person or this person or this group because we really love what these guys are doing and we, we want to introduce you. And it's just the word of mouth that that's spread about us and, and gotten us attention is insane. And, you know, I think in the past two weeks, you know, at least, you know, five or six times I've, I've just sort of been taken aback and, you know, by who is interested in us and who wants to talk with us or meet with us and just been like, there, there is absolutely no way that we are here. There is, you know, there, mm-hmm. it should not be happening. Come on. It's crazy. It is. Yeah. That's great. That's such a good story, man. I just, I, I love the way it's happening. I love how you guys have kind of seized on keeping your brand very similar, creating serious content while also, um, you know, keeping up the shit posting and having a good time with it. I think I think that's what's attract attracting so many projects to you guys is that is that they know that you're not just in this for fun because you're actually out there providing content to the community and helping people understand projects and and I think that is making all the difference in the world for your kind of fast growth. Um, There's um actually, go ahead. I, sorry, I'll just say one thing. There's something that's you know, really clear and obvious in academia, but I think gets overlooked in the rest of the world a lot. And that's, uh, you don't really understand a topic unless you can teach it to somebody else. Sure. And so in in doing all this content that we put out um, into the world and, you know, consulting with each other and helping each other learn this, that, or, you know, the other, you know, we're all just reinforcing our knowledge and, and expanding and growing. And, you know, even if this, all fell apart tomorrow. I, I think there's no question we'd all be better off for it. And I love that. Mm. That's great. I, I tell, um, I teach seminars at a university here in the MBA program and on presentation and persuasion skills. And I tell 
the students that if you're one of those people that's scared to death to present something, find a couple of people to teach the topic to, and you'll feel much more confident about giving up and presenting after that. So I totally agree with that philosophy. And I force myself to learn things by explaining it to other people so that I, I reinforce it in my own mind. So I think that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a great approach. Okay, so you guys went from, you know, your Discord LLC to forming a official DAO. And I've been having a lot of conversations lately about the fact that I am a very firm believer that we are going to fundamentally change organizations and corporations via these decentralized organizations that we're forming here in DeFi. And so I'm really curious to understand what it was like forming the Wyoming DAO, what you guys had to go through, legal consultations and, and all the other kind of underlying issues you had to deal with in setting that up and, and what that process was like. And if you're glad that you did. Yes, Seth, yeah. I'll probably yeah. defer to you since I was not super involved with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take this one. So it's been very complicated. And, and, you know, as I said before, we have people who excel in different things. Thankfully we have one member who's exceptionally good at being a, a normal you know, well-functioning adult in the real world <laughs> who <laughs> understands how the world works, which has been incredibly helpful. That's awesome. <laughs> the rest of us certainly are not. Uh, so he he has Tilt, um, the young Tilt one. He has made a lot of great connections over the years. And he has actually a much wider reach across the crypto community as well than most of us. Um, cool. He has a very strong trading background. So, you know, he... He's in just a ton of discords and meets everybody. So friends of friends of friends, he got introduced to a lawyer who specializes in crypto, former prosecutor, now a professor, and just very interested in blockchain technology as a whole. So he sort of just, you know, has his has himself out there. You know, if anyone wants to hire a lawyer for blockchain stuff, come to me. You know, I want to learn stuff. So he's been really, really great and helpful. And you know, we said, we went to him and said, you know, like, well, we want to do some sort of, in, you know, international incorporation. We're not all U.S. citizens. We have Europeans, Australians, Canadians, you know, so it doesn't make sense to do a U.S. DAO, blah, 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 U.S. LLC, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he was very patient with us. He walked us through why we were completely wrong and how much it would cost us yearly to be wrong and helped us do it right. And, you know, he, he really emphasized that this was, you know, Wyoming had just signed this into law right. like two months prior, mind you. Wow. Um, and we were all, especially myself, I was really skittish. You know, it's not that I don't trust the government, of course, you know, like I, the government's fine and all, but I, I don't trust them to not have reactionary, uninformed uh, opinions and stances on new technology. So I was really wary of doing the Wyoming DAO, but you know, it was explained to us that it, it was the best thing. So yeah, sorry that that went on a little bit, but that's all right. The the point is that you know Tilt has taken point on on all of these things and the paperwork and getting it all signed and submitted, getting our accredited investor status for the LLC, which is very important. And yeah, it's it's been a ride. I've, I've been in most of the, co the calls with the lawyer that we've had, it's just been a couple of us. And, you know, just trying to figure out 
an answer, you know, to all of these questions, because there certainly aren't necessarily right ones yet, right? right? There, there's extensions of precedent set, you know, in, in the before DAO, before blockchain world. But a, a lot of them, you know, when you extend it to how DAO works and it being, you know, a group of Ethereum addresses, right? Not tied to people directly. It starts to get really weird really quickly in, in terms of, you know, how the regulations work. Sure. And, you know, I, I just want to say, we go out of our way, we comply with all the regulations, hassle or not. And if anyone else is thinking of doing a Wyoming Dow LLC sort of situation, I, I urge you, the regulations are a hassle, but they're very, very important. And you don't want to be the group that gets made an example of, right? Yeah. Yeah, nobody wants that. Do you, when you form a Dow there, I've barely kind of on a cursory level taken a look at that at that legislation. But do you are, do you have to? Can it be truly decentralized? I mean, you guys don't have to disclose identities of everybody on the team, do you? These the, we had one person who had to. Um, okay, there there needed to be one doc, one rep, right? Yeah. Okay. The rest of us are okay though. So it can be dynamic for everybody else. That's interesting. Okay. Right. And do when you guys, so now that you have the DAO formed, when you, when a group of people choose to invest in a project, is the investment officially coming from the Yunt DAO or how does that, how does that get structured? Like, let's say, I don't know if you've had any deals that are equity related, but would it be an investment coming from the DAO or is it just, hey, we're doing this, but it's actually not officially from the DAO. I, I'm not sure if I understand how that works. So it it is all from the DAO and it, it does need to be because the DAO is the LLC, not us individuals. Some right. some members are their own LLCs, but definitely not all of us. So when we decide on an investment amount and proportional contributions for the people who are paying in, we you know this is one of the functions of the DAO. It has a gnosis multi-sig. We pay in to the, the Gnosis wallet, and then we deposit the funds from the DAO's wallet as an investment on behalf of Yunt Capital DAO LLC. Okay. Uh, and that's that's for tokens, right? Right. Uh, we do have equity in a couple of projects, and you know it's through the LLC, and there's a couple of years vesting on that equity, which is really good because I think it's going to take a couple of years for us to figure out exactly what the proper way to handle the the equity shares mm -hmm. are. Yeah, I was curious because when you're investing from the Dow, let's say 10 folks put in on one project and seven put on another, um, does the Dow have a different kind of, you know, typically with an LLC, you'll have distributions to every partner based on their percentage ownership in the LLC. And so even if, it, let's say you made a million dollars on an investment and there are 18 people, typically it would be based on their percentage ownership in the LLC. Is that a, is that something you kind of define contractually for each investment so that it's not working that way for a Our general contractual definition that we have, because we have articles of incorporation, like it's defined as any investment we take part in 
the members that paid into the investment are, they get shares proportional to the total that they put in. If any member chose not to invest in a project, they're not entitled, <coughs> excuse me, to the equity or token investment, token returns on okay. the investment. Mm -hmm. um, but we do also have advisor allocations for some projects where we are paid, you know, some small share of tokens just for our, you know, advising and contributions to the project. Sure. Now we set that up so that everyone in the DAO, all 17 of us, will receive equal shares of that advising allocation, regardless of whether they invested or not. Because that's, um, I, I really pushed for this because I think that's fair because not everyone contributes in the same way. Sure. Um, you know, like Rogue does the Yunt Capital podcast, Goodwill Yunting, and you can't, you know, quantitatively define the return on investment we get from people listening to the podcast, but it's huge. Sure. And, you know, just because he didn't do the tokenomics for one project doesn't mean, you know, he hasn't done as much as everyone else. So, yeah. I that's, think that and, makes complete sense. Yeah. So, that's and it. me too, thankfully. So, you know, people who want to risk them will get a bigger reward. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. All right. I really appreciate you guys diving deeper into that because I was really curious about some of those things. And I, I think a lot of people will be. And I, I think people would even love it if you guys wrote or did some content on that or if you yeah, you could refer them to your to your attorney, I guess, as well. So that's very cool. And I think that's, you know, you guys are kind of uh, trailblazers there in the Dow setup for uh, investment groups. So you Yeah, we're actually looking to get a article published about our process to cool. get that incorporated. So stay tuned on that. I don't know Excellent. when that'll come up, but that is a work in progress. Oh, that's great to hear. I think that'll be a big service to the whole community. Agreed. That's yeah. great. So any projects you guys want to shill that we need to know about? Mission DeFi is sponsored by Material Indicators. Material Indicators brings science to investing and helps investors make more informed and smarter trading decisions. Their powerful community of thousands of experienced investors is free to join and is available to anyone that wants to learn more about trading crypto successfully. Visit their website at materialindicators.com. That's materialindicators.com. Or join their community on Telegram by searching for Material Indicators. Bird, well, Brad, I think you've seen a lot of retweets and tweets at Parallel. Uh, yes, I'm sure yeah, you guys are I, heavy I, on Parallel. Yes, and I I saw that you had a sweat a, a sweatshirt from Parallel as well. So I did. I'm, that was exciting. I'm actually wearing it right now. So nice. I'm, I'm, I'm shilling it IRL in my in my apartment. Well, my um, kids and their friends think I'm cool because I have a hoodie. So life is good. <laughs> yeah. So so Parallel. I I don't think there's really other things I need to talk talk to about that project. You know, we've seen it kind of overtake OpenSea. It's taken over uh, Twitter. It's taken over the 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 OG traders of of crypto. I mean, it's it's literally everywhere. And I truly think we're just getting started here. You know, something that is an NFT and on the blockchain and a game. I think all three of those are just gonna create yeah. this unbelievable IP that will not even that will not just be a trading card game, but will spread to other sort of ventures in into the media realm. So I'm, I'm looking at this as a 
new IP, I think is going. Yeah. So, and the timing um, couldn't be better. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally perfect timing. The artists, the team, they're just absolutely fantastic people. And I, I guess me personally, I got involved with that project. I think I was like the 25th person in the discord. I somehow, I think it was Meta regular from young capital who had, who had given me a link to the discord and say, Hey man, check out these amazing sci-fi NFTs that they have. And so it's, it's been quite the journey to see it explode from a hundred people to, I think we've got like 15,000 now in the discord. Oh, that's amazing. That's great. Yeah. I want to say a really quick thing about that because this is a pivotal moment in my life. The parallel presale was going on. I don't remember the exact date, but I do remember that it was right before the chain binders release. And I was really interested in parallel, but I had much, much smaller uh, wallet back then. And I was like, you know, like these are nice and all, but no, like an anime <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I gotta, I gotta save my money. So I, I missed out on oh, uh, brutal on parallel presale completely. I got, I, I got incredibly lucky with that Seth, because I think I purchased seven cards during the presale and Obviously, you know you guys know what what happened after that. They 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 airdrop seven prime keys and then seven of the PS15 SE cards. But about a month or two ago, I was I was tempted to even sell my my prime keys. I think it was like 0.25 ETH. Yeah, so I don't know what I did, but I'm glad Historical Berg did not pull the trigger and sell those. Nice. Otherwise, my wallet would be in a different space. Yep. Nice, nice. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Pat, you want to you want to shill something? Um. Yeah, I'm just trying to think carefully about what we can and can't say. Obviously, you know, Parallel works huge in. There's some other projects we'll be announcing very, very soon, probably not mm -hmm. long after this podcast airs, honestly. So you can probably put the pieces together. But I will say we as a group, or at least, you know, probably at least 75% of us are very interested in Terra and the Terra ecosystem right now, largely because of the decentralized algo stable backbone. And there's been a lot of really good points consistently raised about the, the danger of that. But I, I'm really big on the decentralized part of DeFi and the space in general. I just think it's cool. I think it's how it should be. So, you know, having an entire blockchain based around, you know, De decentralized algo stable is very cool for me and there's a lot of building going on it's it's very early on in that ecosystem it had a really big run-up in q1 this year right and then it completely crashed and i think that was for the best because it's given people who were just starting to spin up projects back in march and april a lot of time to build and there's going to be a lot of releases one after another, after another, after another, towards the end of Q3 and into Q4 this year. And I think all at once, we're gonna see that chain explode. And yes, a lot of it is gonna be copies of things that are on Ethereum already. Some people have a problem with that. I don't because it's going to be entirely decentralized and based around you know the decentralized stable coin. I think there's a lot more flexibility there that's but yeah so you can probably infer that that we have our fingers some, inside some things coming in that world and I, I gotta tell you i have done zero research on Terra, so now you're piquing my interest and i'll i'll take a, a closer look at it and i i actually get concerned about 
you know, I had some phantom going and some BSC going and just from a time perspective, I pulled back from some of that, but I always want to see what's coming. And so I'll take a look, I'll take a closer look at Terra because it is not without hype. And so, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, I, I see it a lot. And so it leads me to believe there's a good community building and some opportunities there. I'm we're we're big fans of Phantom too. Sorry, yeah, I, you know we talked months ago about some Phantom projects, and I know you were on Phantom around the time where we, we were really heavy there because we thought there was a lot of potential. And and I still really like the Phantom chain. It's just you know it keeps getting overshadowed. Yeah, unfortunately, right now Avax has its time in the sun and, and Phantom got overshadowed again. And, you know, we've just been so busy that it's it's really hard. You, you know, I mean, it's hard enough just dealing with the Ethereum projects, right? Um, let alone, you know, other chains, especially when it comes to investing and and shaping projects. But we, yeah. we like Phantom and I do, I do hope that, you know, building continues there. Oh, I'm impressed with their community and I think you know, I think there's a focus on UI and UX there that I like. So I'm sure I'll revisit it at some point. I think it's a hard slog launching a new chain or even mm -hmm. having a chain launched and then trying to overcome the, the network effects of what's already out there. But I definitely, I think there's room, plenty, plenty of room. And I do think that we're going to become a cross-chain world seamlessly at some point. So I think it's but those opportunities are just going to grow. Guys, I've got to wrap up because I have to take my daughter to lacrosse practice, but I always ask everybody, are there people in the space that you um, really have a lot of respect for or you think are doing great things that may not be as well known as say, you know, Vitalik or others? Are there folks that you guys are really interested in seeing what they're doing or you're just big fans of? Yeah, I can start. I'm going to give a shout out to Fitch. I think he has amassed a cult following on Twitter with his kind of NFT alpha. I think the guy knows what he's talking about when it comes to all things NFTs. And he's just super active. He's always going on spaces. I think he's going on up only soon. And just, just an awesome guy to interact with. Nice. Nice. I like it. Seth? Even though we, we just interviewed him, so it's obvious that we like him, I, I will plug Danny from Popsicle and Abracadabra here. Nice. Uh, I just, I've gotten to know him, I think, reasonably well over the past couple of months. And in terms of, of people who have not only good ideas and big ideas, well, he's near the top of that, but he's also the type of person who just says, nobody's doing this, I'm going to do it. And I love that. And if I had any solidity to have experience, I'd like to think, you know, I'd be doing that instead of just advising. But I don't. Basically, you know, there's there's been some rough patches, right? You know, recently with Popsicle. But yep. I, I think everything he does has or is doing right now is going to be looked back on in a year as like, you know, mm -hmm. it was obvious. Why didn't why didn't we see it? That's awesome. And I, you know, those kinds of people that just dig in and do it, I, I have so much respect for them, especially on the development side, since I can't, so, or I don't. So that's excellent. How should people get in touch with Young Capital and give you all the great uh, deals they've got? Yeah, I would say, so I, I think I just changed the settings on the Young Capital Twitter okay. so that people can DM me now. So, okay. so there's that. And there's also our website, young.capital. Cool. Where I think it has access to our email as well as again our 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 uh, Twitter account. Nothing like making up a word for your brand so you can get all the names. 
<laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Guys, I, I, uh, just, I should say really quick, sorry. Don't DM me. Don't DM Seth. I, the amount of people I've inadvertently ghosted is very large because I don't check my Twitter DMs. And every now and then I will and be like eight messages from last week. And I feel awful about it. Um, so please, everybody please DM, DM Berg on <laughs> at Yunt Capital. Yes, yes. Yeah. Go to go to my Twitter account or go to Young Capitals. Perfect, perfect. Guys, I love interacting with you. I love watching what you're doing. Thank you from the community for everything you guys are creating and putting out there. And I'm really excited about the model you're pursuing. And, and I can't wait to watch, see where this experiment goes. So congratulations. Awesome. Thanks, Brad. Thanks so much for having us, Brad. Th thanks great. for your time, guys. Have a good night. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye. You gotta love that story. I love talking to these guys. I love following them on Twitter. It's an awesome group of really smart people banding together to build something impactful and cool. It's exactly what DeFi is all about. Even people getting together to invest as a group are decentralizing how we do things. And they're working to make all of the projects that they like better by adding value with advice and guidance and connections. It's a brilliant model. It will change how investing is done in the future and Yunt Capital is going to be at the forefront of it. And I'm really glad to be connected with these guys because every interaction I've had with them is professional, entertaining, friendly, and fun. Follow them. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please like, tweet, subscribe, review, help us spread financial freedom. Thank you.